Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on April 23rd, 2021. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce has been serving the community since 1941. It is an association of businesses, other entities, and individuals organized to encourage a strong local economy and quality of life by promoting commerce, sound government, and an informed membership and community. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, this is what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? Good morning, Joe. Happy Friday. I am fabulous. It's uh, it's fabulous Mm. Friday. Fabulous Friday. There you go. (laughs) You know, I was just listening. Every Friday, you know, when you read off the the opening, and um, Mm -hmm. I love your voice. You have such a wonderful, calming, strong voice, (laughs) Joe. Um, But, you know, this morning – and you put a different emphasis on, you know, different words each time. And legacy yes. today really stood out to me. And, yes. you know, I mean, what, what legacy do you want to leave behind? What is your legacy? I, the more I think about it these days, the legacy I want to leave behind is a, a strong culture of, uh, I think, uh, relationships and finances and activities for my children. I can't do everything I need to do for them. I'm going to have to depend on them to do that because they've been trained well. And mm-hmm. that's leaving a legacy. Yeah. Yep. Building, building that foundation. So they have the tools right. to um, be wonderful adults and raise families. Right. Um, I agree. Right. I, I, I agree. Mm. Uh, what better legacy? I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your week? <laughs> it was a great week, really good, uh, profitable week. And uh, I had some really very funny clients this week. But, uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We won't talk about funny clients. Okay. <laughs> I won't ask you to define funny either. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, my right. goodness. Uh, Oh my goodness! No, I'm kidding. Um, well, we had a good week. It's you know, it's never a dull moment in Manhattan Beach. Always mm-hmm. something going mm-hmm. on. Um, I love being able to mm-hmm. share our little tidbits every Friday with our listeners, and you know, just what's kind of happening in the community and what's happening with our members. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you've heard me talk about it for the last several weeks um, with different functions, and you will continue to hear me talk about it through June when our young entrepreneur um, competes nationally on the national stage 
um, for the title mm. of, you know, the best young entrepreneur in the country. But uh, this, uh, and by the way, our candidate coming from this area is Hunter Williams, the CEO of Brushed. Uh, he is a junior over at Bishop Montgomery High School, and he's just such a fine young man and uh, really has a very curious inter- entrepreneurial mind. He's been doing things for years, um, buying, like, um, collectible sneakers and, you know, mm-hmm. um, sports shoes from athletes and what, and reselling them. And then he entered our program, our 20-week program last fall, and has created a um, business called Brushed, which is to create, you know, waves in the hair. And uh, he's mm-hmm. our winner. He's a fine young man, and he's going to represent us. Um, in June, and we can't wait. But this week, all the young entrepreneurs in the Academy of the Class of 2021 graduated, and uh, we've sent mm-hmm. them off onto their way. We will never leave them. We're always here to help them continue to launch their business. Some already have. Uh, we have one young lady who has completely launched her business and off and running, and we're just so excited. We're going to try to get more of these young entrepreneurs on the show maybe in the summertime when they have time they're you know they're not in school because now everybody is going back in person to school and kind of part school part online and it's just their schedules are even more difficult than ever but i'm super excited we had our graduation and uh, actually one of our guests today was our keynote speaker so um thrilled to have her joining us today in a different capacity but I'm super excited. So, anyways, Young Entrepreneur Academy uh, is complete for the year, and we have set 16 entrepreneurs off into the world to create fabulous businesses. So, uh, such a great program. But uh, well, yesterday, what a yeah, there you go. Legacy, um, shaping young minds is a great <laughs> legacy. Uh, okay, yesterday was Earth Day, and I kind of feel like this Earth year Day. it got a little bit. Um, you know, brushed over by people mm-hmm. didn't have quite the, the amplification that it normally would. I think everybody's just so busy and moving in different directions and trying to navigate life. But Earth Day was started 51 years ago. I didn't know that. I, mm-hmm. I, I learned that yesterday. And obviously it's become mm-hmm. a global, um, around-the-earth effort. And there are, you know, everything, there's so many different ways to love the environment, protect the environment, and really take a stance um, supporting sustainability. Um, it can be anything from, you know, where there's a lot of green businesses that we work with in the South Bay. Waste Management has a wonderful program that they go in and they teach businesses how to, you know, be more environmentally friendly. Everything from the lighting they use to trash and recycling systems that work for their office or their restaurant or whatever they are but um it's it's not that hard to do and some people think that it's think it's expensive but it might there might be a little bit of investment cost as far as different lights that cost a little bit more but in the long term um you save so much money and you save the planet and remember when we had stephanie from the wasteless shop on and she was talking about all her soaps and like her the dryer bulbs and all the things um that are sustainable <laughs> and we remember how shocked we were how for, affordable they were they're actually less expensive than buying you know like real detergents and or not real but like the right. um store-bought detergents and other things. So um, I don't want people thinking that trying to be earth-friendly is expensive because it really isn't. In the long term, you save a lot of money, whether you're going all the way with solar panels or 
something very simple with just the laundry soaps and, you know, soaps and cleaners you use around the house. It's easy to do. But mm-hmm. yesterday was Earth Day. A lot of activities all throughout the South Bay, um, everything from recycling events to um, tomorrow, all month long, uh, the Roundhouse Aquarium has been hosting, you know, virtual events. They are reopened by appointment only um, at this point for uh, that little gem on the end of the pier. But tomorrow is their last Earth Month event. Um, it's a virtual mm-hmm. event. It's from 9.30 to 10.15 in the morning, and it's called Amazing Tide Pools. And um, they're going to, if you mm-hmm. go online, um, hop on, register, get the uh, the Zoom link, you're going to be able to kind of go through a virtual tide pool um, extravaganza with our friends at uh, the Roundhouse. So um, get outside. Go walk on the pier and see the roundhouse, and if you can't or if you still want to be at home in your jammies, uh, log on to Amazing Tide Pools with the Roundhouse Aquarium. Um, but uh, never forget the planet and, and that leaving a legacy for the planet, right? Leaving the space that you mm-hmm. occupy cleaner, you know, healthier than the way you found it. Um, so, so, so very, very important. So, um, that's about it in terms of, um, events, except for one really, really important event tonight, tonight, Tonight. um, our guest, Mm -hmm. and I'm tonight is the night. I am not going to steal their thunder. I'm going to let our guests tell (laughs) us all about it. I will just say it has to do with the Richstone Family Center. Um, so anybody okay. who's listening, keeps listening, and everybody knows how um, important that group is and, and what they do. And um, I'm going to allow them to share all the details um, of what they're up to and the impact that they make and the legacy that they're leaving behind. Um, but all right. that's about all right. it. Not, not, a, not a super event-heavy weekend. Just get outside and enjoy the beautiful weather. Oh, I do have one other thing to announce. I get to go to SoFi mm. Stadium tomorrow and have like a little VIP tour Ooh. with um, the Chargers and uh, all SoFi. I'm so excited. I've never been inside to the stadium. I'll give you a full report next week. But I get to go <laughs> inside and get the tour of that beautiful stadium that has, you know, been semi-off limits because of the pandemic to everybody. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. about that. It's mm-hmm. quite, it, it, is, it is gorgeous. We've seen pictures. <laughs> but to be there is going to be really exciting. So I'll share details next week on that. Right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, Kelly, let's let's introduce our guests. Okay, let's do it. We have a lot to talk about today. We have two returning guests to the show today. Uh, first, I want to introduce Roger Van Remen, the president and CEO of the Richstone Family Center, an organization dedicated to the prevention and treatment of child abuse. Roger was born and raised in the South Bay and graduated from the University of Southern California. He has been associated with Richstone as a board member since the mid-1980s. Twice he has acted as president of the Richstone's board of directors. In 2013, Roger accepted the title of president and CEO. He is responsible for securing revenue from the private sector as well as government. In addition, he ensures that Richstone provides all the necessary products to support the needs of the community. As Roger says, this is the most rewarding decision I have ever made. 
Richard, uh, Roger has a rich background in marketing and advertising. He started his career in advertising at BBDO in Los Angeles. He then spent 12 years at Daily and Associates, where he rose from account executive to SVP and served as the chairman of operations committee, responsible for day-to-day management of the organization. In 1991, Roger partnered with some business professionals in the executive search firm of Brown, Van Remen, Knut, Sorry if I said that wrong, Roger. Um, He served as president (laughs) until 2013. He has extensive experience with nonprofits. Currently, he serves as the trustee of the Vincent Trust, which supports educational programs on the island of Maui. Roger and his wife reside in Manhattan Beach. Joining him today Mm -hmm. is Matrice Latrice. McLaughlin. Latrice is the Community Engagement Officer for Connecta Federal Credit Union. She is the chair of our board for the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. She is a singer, a songwriter, and really active in the community, um, always lending her time, always speaking. She was our keynote speaker this week for our Young Entrepreneurs Academy graduation. Um, both of them are so wonderful giving and fixtures in this community. Today we're going to talk about Richstone Family Center um, April, which is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and what they have going on tonight is a really big deal, um, the Richstone Gala uh, Affair of the Heart. So um, welcome to the show, Roger and Latrice. Well, good morning to all. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you both. And this is a special event, and we are uh, glad to be participating as a hyper-local media source. People can can get in action today. People can get in action. They can tell their friends. They can tell their neighbors. Uh, if you're listening to the sound of our voice, get in action. It's all about richstonefamily.org. And with that, Roger, I'm going to let you open. It's, it's inconceivable that some people don't know what Richstone Family Center is, but we will accommodate them anyway. Roger, what <laughs> is Richstone Family Center? <laughs> Listen, Joe, I only wish everybody in, in the South they knew what Richstone Family Center is, but we've got to be realistic. It doesn't happen, but we, yeah. we're working pretty hard to make it happen. You know, Richstone's yeah. been around close to 50 years. And uh, Richstone yeah. actually started in Manhattan Beach. Uh, B. Richstone um, uh, started this when she saw the need of, of child abuse. And it, she mm. had a little office down in Ladera School, which is now part of uh, Grandview School. And uh, from there, it, it, it progressed. Uh, and uh, a doctor friend of hers bought a little house in Hawthorne uh, for $11,000, and that was our first kind of official headquarters. And the first year, mm-hmm. uh, we served close to 50 children, uh, and it was all done through volunteer psychologists that would clinically work with these kids. And if you kind of like shoot ahead to where we are today, you know, we're serving over 3,000 uh, children and families. So, you know, we've really grown. And, and I think that, you, as you talked about, Richstone, earlier, the key is, as we've grown, we've understood that there are needs other than just taking care of the child, which we want to do, but, you know, child also involves domestic violence. 
And it also involves mm-hmm. you can work with the child clinically and, and try to get them you know, back on their feet given what they've just exposed themselves to, but you send it back in the same environment they just came from. So not only do you have to work with the child, you have to work with the family, and you have to work with the community. And so uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's probably the best way to kind of describe overall what we do and, and, and all the variety of different programs that we have. I, I would sum it up that mm-hmm. if you looked at all of the work that we do, it's very encompassing uh, in touching in a variety of different areas, whether it's clinical mm-hmm. work, prevention programs, anger management. Uh, and and what, what's happened here at COVID has just been dramatic. Uh, and so we've really had to you know, change some, uh, some strategies around and, and strength, uh, change some support around. Is and 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 everyone is in that mode now where they're talking about you know growing out of beyond COVID. Uh, what's the next level beyond COVID? But we know that nonprofits have been hit especially hard by COVID and and the inability for people to leave their homes. Even obviously they weren't going to work. They weren't doing lots of things for months and months and months. Give us a sense of the the lay of the land for the for the nonprofit sure. um, community. Well, uh, look, the nonprofit community has been hit really hard, depending upon the services that you're offering and what you're doing for the community. Um, mm-hmm. we, we have been, you know, we've been unfortunate in the fact that it's really hit our community very hard. We've been very mm-hmm. fortunate that we've got a lot of support. Uh, from foundations and people that realize the issues that we have. Um, I, I, the best way I could describe it is uh, if you looked at what happened uh, back in March of a year ago, we had a wait list of, of approximately 80 people. And, uh, and, and, and so if you look at what our wait list is today, it's over 150 people. These are not people waiting to get into a restaurant or, or trying to get a, an airplane reservation. These are people in crisis. So, so this really, really destroys us and bothers us. And our clinical hours have gone up drastically. But what we found is that normally, if you were dealing with a client, you would meet with them once a week. Um, you know, our clinical people are having to see these people twice a week because it's so drastic. Now, the question is, why is it drastic? And Think of it this way. Uh, if you've been to our center, we're surrounded by a bunch of apartment buildings, and you look at that and say, oh, my God, there's a nice apartment building. It's a, a two-bedroom apartment building. Well, that two-bedroom apartment building could be housing three different families in there. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then look at the family conditions that are going on. Uh, probably they're unemployed. Uh, mm-hmm. they are, these three families are stuck in this 750 square foot apartment building, apartment, uh, and you know mm-hmm. there could be some anger management. Domestic violence happens, uh, and mm-hmm. then you've got children in there that the parents are working with 24/7. They have not been able to see their friends, so it, it just becomes the perfect storm, and and that's that's what's happened uh, in the community. And so, as we're mm-hmm. trying to get out of this right now, which we're making some really good progress. I, I just read a piece this morning um, about the state of California. Well, we're trying to get out of this. We have to understand the damage has already been done. And so mm-hmm. uh, 
as I look ahead and you ask a really important question, as I look ahead, what concerns me is the next two to three years as this problem is just coming out. An example of that would be if you look uh, at schools, schools have been closed. According to the Department of Children and Family Services, over half of their referrals for child abuse comes from schools. And, and therefore, there's mm-hmm. no referrals, but we know what's going on. We're hearing it mm-hmm. from domestic violent cases that are coming in. So there, there, uh, what's ahead of us is a challenge, and, and we've got to work towards it and, and make sure that we're, we're meeting the needs that's out there in the community. So that's my long way right. answer. Right. Sorry it took so long. Right. No, no. I, I just I just want to get a uh, 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 some words of wisdom from Latrice. And <laughs> I want to bring her into the conversation <laughs> because corporate involvement, corporate acknowledgement of the need for uh, this process and, and, and companies and organizations like Richstone Family Center is key. And it's rare that we get to talk to the CEO of Connecta Federal Credit Union. I, I don't know if that was accidental or on purpose. The CEO, Community Engagement Officer, Latrice. How, <laughs> give, give us a sense as you see the corporate, um, other corporate uh, 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 engagement officers around the South Bay talk about the, the community and how it's been impacted by COVID over these last, you know, uh, 30 months. How, what, is the, what is the feeling among corporate engagement officers in general about how they can help? And it's not just about money, is it, Latrice? No, it is not. And good morning, Joe. Thank you so much. I think, uh, you. you know, this is such a great question uh, because, for us, we are used to being out in the community, touching people, you know, at, you know, mm-hmm. locations like our different school partners or out with, you know, groups like Richstone and really providing mm-hmm. in-person um, opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, uh, we've had to all shift and figure out mm-hmm. how to shift and how to stay engaged with our partners because we know that, Already, the nonprofit um, challenges in regards to raising money and getting their resources out and taking care of their families is already high mm-hmm. without a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so then you add mm-hmm. that extra layer of people having to stay home, not being able to have physical contact, not being able to uh, really get out and, you know, just express themselves or um, just to be out, just human contact, um, then we had to mm-hmm. really reach out to partners like Roger and say, okay, how are you guys doing? What is, these are mm-hmm. the needs that uh, we are hearing from you. Here are the resources we have. Here are the resources that we are creating um, in lightning speed to ensure that we can help to think mm-hmm. about, think ahead of what's coming to help take care of your need and continue to provide help. And so ways that we have mm-hmm. done that have been uh, – with our financial education, for instance, that used to be, for the most part, all in person at facility, now we're doing that online and reaching out to partners mm-hmm. to say, okay, here are the 
modules that we have available for you? Do these fit the needs that you have right now? And there's been an overwhelming response from the parents to say, yes, we need help with budgeting. Oh, my gosh, now I have kids at home and I'm buying more so that we don't have to go out to the store and expose ourselves. But being able to talk with this, with our kids so that they don't eat up all the food <laughs> that's now here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they are traveling back and forth to the kitchen at every break and really trying to help them through that. So just practical things like that up, up and through PPP loans and really creating them. Mm-hmm. But then our, uh, uh, the folks that are leading those efforts, uh, our SVP of mortgage him, himself is going out and hosting these sessions. He actually, you met him here. Um, my squire was on mm-hmm. uh, yourself and Kelly talking about PPP loans. And so in-house, um, that's what we're doing, thinking about our partners, thinking about the needs that they have, thinking about how we can really employ the resources that we have in a different way to meet them as they are meeting their different challenges. So for us as community engagement um, professionals, uh, as I talk with my associates across different companies or within the credit union itself, that really has been uh, our aim and our goal and the ways we've collaborated amongst each other to be able to reach back Mm -hmm. out and uh, help our community. Okay. All right. And, you know, this past uh, 30 months, let's call it 30 months, uh, has been especially difficult for huggers, people who <laughs> live on hugs. Oh. And oh. I, I, I just want to say, Kelly, I know you suffered. <laughs> uh, yes, and I think and if I'm hearing you right, you're saying 30 months, but it's only been about 15 months, Joe. So it might, okay, it might fine. feel... <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, whatever. Uh, it, it's. I think it's. I, I think we're around the 15 month mark. Um, 30. I can't imagine going another 15 no. months. Um, you know what's really okay. funny? Right. Yes, Joe knows. Um, he's calling me out because at the very beginning, I shared two things at the very beginning of the pandemic. Um, first of all, um, to Latrice's point a minute ago. Um, all of a sudden, I found myself um, having been an empty nester for a couple of years with my boys in college. All of, all of a sudden, I found myself a full nest with you know young grown men in my house and uh, back from school and everything. And my grocery bill once again you know goes through the roof with two young men yeah. living in my house. And I remember that moment going, wait a minute, where, where all my money went? You know, where, where to go? I'm like, oh, it's in their belly. Okay. Um, but having to adjust and, and change your budget, mm-hmm. you know, the truth, I hadn't even really thought of it that way. But mm-hmm. I think we, we were all thrust into that immediately, right? And then to Joe's point, I think it was probably about the second week um, I felt, I think I told this story on the podcast, I felt so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just because I had these two grown men back in my house eating all my food. Um, but 
I know I didn't have like my same face, but I didn't, I wasn't able to hug people. I, I can hug my boys, but um, <laughs> hug people. Mm-hmm. I'm a hugger and I'm a handshaker, but I'm a, like a two hand handshaker. Like you don't just reach your <laughs> hand out, but you, you reach your other hand and like touch their shoulder or the, the, the hand, like you grab their hand. And I'm, you know, yeah. some people give you a hug, some people shake your hand, whatever. But I was missing that. And I, and I physically felt very uncomfortable not being able to mm-hmm. like touch people like that. And you realize, yeah, they always say, like, when one sense is taken away, others are heightened, you know. And I felt like, well, well hugging was taken away from all of this. And I, I, could, I just felt so uncomfortable. And when I identified and realized what it was, I'm like, okay, well, can't really solve that, but at least I know what it is, you know. But, um, gosh, what a, I mean, it, yeah, thir- 15 months uh, yeah, that we've been through. And I, I do see people, you know, hugging more. I've had people stop into the office and, um, mm. you know, they stand there kind of like almost like kind of like shaking and they're like, can we hug you? <laughs> Are you vaccinated? You know, <laughs> I'm vaccinated. It becomes like this badge of honor to be vaccinated. It's so funny, you know. Um, right. But right. Um, I, I see that human interaction and that touching um, or, or just in-person communication is is just oh my gosh it's like it's like a, you know a garden with flowers that are just ready to bloom again and um, it's mm-hmm. just amazing but um, Roger you said something a few minutes ago that I, if I heard you right you said fifty percent of child abuse cases are reported um, from schools from like obviously uh, teachers or staff at the school did I hear you right when you said that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that absolutely. is profound. And I, I know, um, you know, teachers particularly um, by law are bound to report any type of um, child abuse. But mm. you know, any type of abuse, I think, makes you know any of us, most of us, just sick to our stomach. And whether it's child, adult, mm. any you know, mental, physical, anything, um, is just it, it hits you at your core. Um, but yeah. to to know that fifty percent of it is being seen by the teachers, thank goodness. Um, but to your point, not being able to be in school—that's uh, very hard to identify. I am. I'm, it made me think. Cause we've had this conversation with regards to other types of issues. Um, what are the mechanisms if a child is ready to speak up? Um, or, you know, I guess really does have the courage to speak up. How else can a child, um, how can they speak up? Is there a number that they can call at, um, other than just like the police? But like, is there a county number? Is there this 211 number? How can a child at any age, if they just have to say something, um, is there something that they can do to report or are they best to go to a trusted source like their teacher or something? Well, certainly, you know, there's a child abuse hotline number that can that could be called that's out there. I think it's put on by the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you think about it, uh, it, it's, you know, it, it's not the parents that are going to, you know, or whoever might the perpetrator might be, they're not going to call in. So, you know, what is the source of this kid's, this child's life, well, they go to school, you know, most of the time. So that's that's where the source comes from, and uh, and mm-hmm. so we like we have a lot, our clinical team will go out to schools and work with administrators and teachers to teach them uh, the signs of, of abuse. 
you know, we've come an awful long way. I, I, I have a story I, I tell all the time, and uh, we have a person who is a partner of ours who supports us. He was born and raised in, in Hawthorne, uh, Victor Rivers, and, and the best way you know him is uh, the movie uh, Zorro. He was Zorro's brother. He's an actor. He's been mm-hmm. very successful. Uh, it, it's, it's an incredible story about what happened to him personally. But at one point, uh, he, he was uh, n- not in high school yet. He had been beaten by his father, and he went into the police department and said, look at me. I, I can't take this anymore. And he took his shirt off and, mm. and showed it his back. And the police looked at him and, and, and said, oh, my God. He says, well, all we could do is call your father and have him come and pick you up. Mm. Mm. And, and that's that's what mm-hmm. happened. That, that's you know that's that's twenty twenty five years ago, and you know now you've you've just seen that you know the state, the United States, the whole country band together to to be able to uh, have programs available for this. But it, it's you know when you think of a child being abused, you know what sources of communications do they have? And uh, it could be that, you know, they're embarrassed to talk to their friends about it. Uh, there's a psychological part of it that they don't want to talk about it. They're embarrassed about it. Uh, mm-hmm. it it's, uh, it's a tough subject. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now, I want to I wanna switch to the future. We've talked a little bit about the challenges yeah. over the last, I'm thinking, 15 months. We've, we've, I don't know why I was doubling that, but we're, we're talking about, we've talked about that, but now let's talk about the opportunities because now uh, we have such uh, enormous opportunities and also um, openings for virtual community, virtual uh, meetings, Zooming. I mean, we haven't Zoomed this much ever uh, except for the last 15 months. Everyone's been Zooming their brains out. <laughs> Tell us about the the opportunities, Roger. For for to, what are, what's sure. on the horizon uh, for for uh, yeah, solving yeah, this problem? I could, yeah, I, I could talk about it a little bit. I don't want to get you know too technical on it. But yeah. when yeah. you think about when this happened, um, it's like, oh my God, what are we going to do? The first thing we had to do is we had to take care of our existing clients, and, and our clinical staff just went. Unbelievable how they turned us around, knowing that we were going to close down, and they got everybody available to start, you know, zooming or doing telehealth, whether it's by Zoom or by phone, and we turned that around really mm-hmm. overnight. I, I was so impressed, and then we didn't realize what was going to take place. You know, remember this was only going to be a, a, a shutdown for two weeks. You know, we're just going to shut the whole country mm-hmm. down for two weeks, and then we're going to move on. Well, it didn't happen that way. So that's that's when this whole other problem started with uh, with the increase of domestic violence. So we just had to expand our services very quickly. But we've learned an awful lot about telehealth, and and there are some really really good attributes of telehealth to where zooming, you know, you're able to maybe see more people because. You know, you're asking these people, some of them in, in lower-income areas, don't have the transportation to come in. They always have a problem, so they can do it mm-hmm. from, their, uh, you know, from their house or their apartment. So this whole telehealth and teletherapy is something, as we move forward, that's going to be a, a factor. We're calling it a hybrid. It's going to be a hybrid that will be probably there for, for, you know, for years to come. 
because we're seeing some really good uh, advantages to it. There are some disadvantages that you have to be aware of, uh, and, you know, it's not good for everybody. Uh, and even in education, uh, you know, going through, through virtual education, it's not good for everybody. Uh, so, you know, that's another whole story we could talk about, a new program that we had to create because kids were falling behind in school. But the, listen, that, I think we as a community, as, as a country, have learned that this is something that's going to go forward and, and, and going to be good for us to be able for everybody to serve more people. Right, right. That's wonderful. Um, Kelly, we, <clears throat> we talk often about um, the, the coming wave of, uh, of uh, you know, organizations that are going to have, uh, you know, bigger and better uh, events, but they're going to be different. So how are, how are these events going to be different but more effective, do you think, Kelly? Well, I know you've heard a um, lot of ideas. Uh, I definitely have, and I think that's still a work in progress for a lot of people. I'm thrilled uh, for organizations like Richstone and several others who have not um, thrown in the towel. You know, they continue to pivot virtually and are committed to their cause and, and, you know, making a difference and raising money to be able to do that. Yes, we've been forced into the virtual Zoom world over the last uh, 15 months, but what we have found, too, in doing so, that many, many other people were able to participate beyond what maybe just um, uh, the event would have garnered, like, in the room or, you know, at the hotel, whatever facility it was at. And that, you know, the unintended mm-hmm. consequence um, was we found that it, it opened it up to a broader audience in some way. It didn't replace the in-person event. It didn't you know, replace the, the socialization and that connectivity and, and the shared energy. But in, in many cases, it did create a larger audience. So what the challenge is now, too, is how do we, um, when and how we get back to in-person events safely uh, and how mm-hmm. to continue to broaden that um, audience still via a virtual um, element to it. So, you know, when uh, some people are like, when can we get back to an event? I have an event for 500 people that I'm dying to plan. And, you know, part of it is a lot of people aren't ready to go back to in-person events mm-hmm. um, of, of that scale. <laughs> um, you know, they, they're not. Some people totally are. Others aren't. And um, we have still have people who aren't ready to go back to a restaurant inside, you know, even if they're fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So the, the comfort mm-hmm. level is, is very different depending, you know, every, everybody has a different feeling about it. But easing back into it and then uh, the, the protocol and what we'll be able to do and not do at in-person events that involve, let's just say, you know, food and beverage or sit-down have yet to been defined uh, after for the summertime. I mean, we're all waiting for June 15th when um, Governor Newsom's, you know, um, uh, comment about opening up the economy um, happens, but we also all know that LA County can still define and um, impose protocols that make it a little more restrictive and and what they feel safe for the county. So we just don't know. But people are ready. I think you're going to see, you know, you're going to see more... um, just different ways of, of, you know, separating groups, 
Um, I saw last night, I think it was on the news, that for the Academy Awards this weekend, that they mm-hmm. all are getting you know, boxed meals of food. And I'm like, okay, wow, that's a departure. You know, that's, that's the pinnacle of mm-hmm. events in Los Angeles, right? <laughs> and they're getting, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful. I, who, there's probably caviar on that box, but they're getting, you know, beautiful boxed <laughs> meals. And, and that's just the reality right now of how we have to operate. So, um I don't know exactly what it's going to hold, but I hope it's a hybrid mix of the in-person along with continued virtual connectivity so it can continue to broaden, mm-hmm. um, you know, the audience too. Right, right, right. Um, I love the uh, concept from Walk with Sally about uh, a virtual bowling uh, you know, sort of event uh, or you know, any kind of virtual gaming event. Uh, these things can be uh, exciting and engaging, and uh, I hope uh, more organizations have these events. What What are some of uh, the things planned for tonight? Let's get into talking about tonight. Mm. Well, let's let's talk. Let's let's hear from Latrice. She's our co-chair and, yeah. and has done an incredible job addressing exactly some of the issues that Kelly's talking about. Uh, very good conversation. Latrice, take it away. Tell us tell us about tonight. Well, tonight we are very excited. Tonight is a gala like no other. It's an intimate gala that folks will enjoy from home. So exactly a perfect tee-up from Kelly there on things that are happening. So we are inviting people to bring and have a virtual table for 10. Uh, for uh, several of our guests, so like for Connecta, we are one of the sponsors, and so we will have a private Zoom room uh, with several others. Uh, for an hour before uh, or if folks have chosen an hour after uh, the event and get a chance to um, experience an, uh, an expert from the wine industry or a mixologist that will guide us through a tasting journey of uh, signature wines or a signature galatini. Um, then everyone is invited uh, from 6.30 till 7 to connect with us via live stream uh, to get a chance to find out about Richstone and to celebrate uh, the frontline workers uh, who, as we talked a little bit earlier, have really adapted and succeeded in providing uh, remote services uh, as the need has intensified over the past year. And so um, we are looking forward to it. The committee has been working their fingers to the bone to um, really make this a great event um, we will have tasting boxes going out to the folks that will be enjoying uh, the one-hour uh, experience, either an hour before or an hour after the uh, live streaming event. And so um, it is uh, really an opportunity to uh, help continue to repair broken hearts uh, that may have happened um, and activities that may have been happening through the pandemic. And so uh, hopefully folks that are listening, if they've not uh, – gotten the information yet, we'll get it and uh, be able to join us tonight. But I'm uh, really excited, very, very proud uh, of the group and of uh, all the efforts that have gone into it. Um, and I actually am ex- really excited about the entertainment for tonight because it's a, a young woman uh, by the name of Tia P uh, that uh, is really doing some really positive things out in the community. And so she is doing something special for us tonight. So if you are a fan of uh, a uh, nice um, spoken word in hip hop. You might want to listen in. So, yep, that's that's hmm. us for tonight. 
Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Latrice, can you say her name? What's the artist's name again? I didn't quite catch that. Tia P. So her uh, handles are I am Tia P. Okay, got it. Thank you. Amazing young lady. Uh, yeah. Amazing young lady. Yeah. 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 And uh, so is- she's based in, uh, I guess, Inglewood. And uh, yeah. her, her website is her website is literally i a m t i a p dot com i am t a p dot com. She she was uh, born and raised in Hawthorne, now lives in Inglewood, and when she came mm-hmm. over for a tour, uh, and Latrice and I gave her a tour, and, and, her, and her father and her team. And she lived basically four or five blocks away from where Richstone is today. <laughs> so it was it, it was a great experience. But boy, she sure did grasp Richstone and, and came up with this incredible video with it. Uh, thanks to Latrice for introducing her to us because it, it's been uh, it, it's an amazing video. I mean, incredible energy this young lady has. Mm-hmm. Now, Latrice, are you going to join her in song tonight? Because um, I'll say it one more time. You know, Latrice is an amazing singer. Do you get to do a little cameo or warm up act or anything, Latrice? No, no, we won't get a chance. The the event is just a half an hour, and so lots to squeeze into tonight. So I won't get a chance tonight, but always available. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> uh, fantastic! It sounds wonderful. Um, when you know. The, the the dust settles and um, uh, we are more normally uh, able to uh, interact. Will there be any new um, uh, facilities or, or tell us about the facilities growth for Richstone? Uh, Roger, what's, sure. what's in store for um, us? We, we, well, I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> I, I smile, but we just before COVID, <laughs> we got a uh, a million. So I know it's like we, we got a million dollar grant from the Every Child Foundation, and that was really the cornerstone for us to go out and raise over three million dollars so we could add fifty seven hundred square feet to our building, and we did that. Mm. And we had the grand opening in February, uh, a year ago <clears throat> February, and you know uh, three weeks later we're closed down. So uh, wow. we're prepared for the future. We have a 5,700 square right. feet sitting right there, ready to go. Uh, right. So right. That, that's that's what we're doing, and what we're really trying to do. I mean, if you look at, at what we're trying to do, and I, I talk about encompassing, we we want to increase our programs to the community. You know, we want to make sure that every person has a chance for a productive and a healthy life. So you will see programs. Um, you know, based on health, based on food, nutrition, uh, and, and just general well-being of people, that's how we're, we're going out and, and doing that. Plus, there's other opportunities where we know from our mission statement that we're not touching, you know, everybody that needs to be touched. So we have to continue to do that. Um, but I can go on for hours on that subject, but we don't have that time. That's where we're headed. We know that we know that you know we know that the market target is very large and we haven't we have not hit it all yet right right all right well there's room uh, for growth excellent yeah, there, yeah. there's always yeah. room for growth can we talk about um the silent auction 
I'm online looking yes. at it right now. You guys have quite um, a lineup here. People have really stepped up to donate wonderful items. Um, yeah. Does somebody need to, let's just clarify for people who don't know, do you have to register for the event? Do you have to pay for the event? Um, how can you bid on, um, all the, uh, on the items? I'll, I'll tell you what, right now uh, you could just go to, you know, richstonegala.org or you just go to Richstone and, and hit a, a link to go right into to the gala. You don't have to, uh, there's, there's no charge at all. We're basically, what we're doing is we have 300 people that have signed up to do wine tasting and a little too late to, to add that right now. We're, we're pretty mm-hmm. full, but it's great that we've got 300 people and we've got people tasting wine all the way back on the East Coast. So that's kind of good. But if you go online, you can go online, you can bid. You can also go on and, and, and see our show for a half an hour, which should be pretty uh, pretty impactful. We've got Rossi uh, being our our, uh, uh, our moderator, who's just amazing with energy. But you can get online, you can start bidding. You're absolutely right. We, we, we are so touched by uh, the support we got from the community with all of these auction items. I mean, think about that as you go through it, whether – you know, it's, it's it's trilogy. It's Bristol Farms who have been great partners of ours for years, uh, and and some of the travel packages coming in from 110 Marketing. Think of the travel industry as how decimated it is right now, and they were able to find some incredible packages to Cabo and Mexico and Hawaii. So yeah, get on there and start and start bidding. And I, I'm a little upset because I want to buy the the Connecticut ice cream truck and people are out there. I'm a little upset right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to take a moment. I have it open in front of me. And I, I, I just want people to know that there are so many, everything from, you know, a driving experience at uh, the Porsche facility um, over in, what is it? I think that's Carson, um, to a Napa Valley tasting trip to, uh, Santa Rita Hill to the um, VIP experience at the uh, fireworks this coming um, December to five night stay in Maui. Um, I see the mm-hmm. ice cream truck. I see the um, El Gringo guac truck. I love that too. But maybe we could have a party and have them side by side. Um, you know, there's uh, restaurants. There's um, <laughs> gosh, I just I'm, I'm very impressed. Gift certificates for everywhere from Gumtree to Pages to Hammett. Um, I love it. This is, and of course, all the wines. Everybody loves um, fine wines that maybe they can't just buy on the open market too. But um, I have a question. I'm at, I'm at the very bottom here, and uh, it says make a donation, Restaurant Row. Um, so Restaurant Row is all the restaurants that are participating, correct? So you're not you're not making a donation to restaurants. You're making a donation via purchasing something in the Restaurant Row. Is that right. correct? Yeah, yeah. This is, um, this is this is um, oh my goodness! I see whistle pig and mm. dinner. I love it. I love it. Wow! Well, congratulations. This is really uh, amazing, yeah. Latrice. I know you are the co-chair of this event. Um, what has it been like yeah. bringing all this together and making this happen? You know, it's really been a fantastic experience, and you know, the outpouring of love and support for me has been uh, something that I have felt super excited about. Uh, And thank you for highlighting this page because this is just a sample, a visual 
of what we've been experiencing as we have shared the continued to share the story of Richstone and what's happening, um, and just so many people, such big hearts. Uh, even though, and everyone is shifting with us. Everyone understands that the event has to be virtually virtual, uh, has to be online. But as we've reached out to folks and asked, even in such a time where we we know that uh, businesses are challenged and have been challenged, but still to see the generosity that they have, I just feel like the collaboration has been outstanding. And, uh, again, the committee, I can't speak enough about just the collaboration. We meet together uh, at least once a week (laughs) to get a chance to talk about the different pieces that are moving, but um, larger staff that are dedicated to it, but then all of the volunteers, all of the board members, all of the committee has just really worked hard to reach out to, and of course, the vendors and the friends of Richstone and the partners, um, corporations that are Mm. are lending their um, expertise, donating items, donating money has really just been, it's really heartwarming in such a challenging time Mm. to still see the community coming together to support such a, uh, such a great cause and such, you know, wonderful young adults and really helping their lives to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, now, we, I have a... Go ahead. I was just going to say, Latrice said something that's uh, so important. The support we have from the community has just been incredible over the years, and the corporate support, whether it's, you know, Kanetka, who's just been great partners, you know, Mike Sullivan and family, L.A. Car Guys, my God, they're always there for you. Uh, you know, uh, Dave and Jen Kasky, uh, the whole community has, has just always rallied around, and to have them you know, rally around during this last difficult year has been uh, just it's, it's very emotional. It is nice. I, I see. Do you want to give a shout out to your main sponsors here? I know Connect is one of them, but do you want to give a shout out to the other ones? Well, I mean, it's, I just, I just did. You know, I just. Alan Carter, yeah. Great, but I mean, really. Connecta. Yeah, uh, at Bristol Farms. My God, Bristol Farms has been with us for years. And, and when we mm-hmm. threw this curveball at them to say we can't do it in person, we want to do a, a really upscale wine tasting um, for 300 people with different wines. They they just rallied to the point. Uh, Mike, Mike Sullivan and family, my God, they just said, what can we do to help? Uh, and, the, and the Caskies are always there. So it, it's, it's, just, it's been great. We're, we're, we're very touched uh, by their support. It's beautiful. Now, um, will there be if uh, a, like a virtual like paddle raise tonight? So if somebody doesn't want to bid on any items, uh, are you going to do a virtual paddle raise, or they just need to maybe donate straight out if they don't uh, want to have one no, of the items we attached? We will have a paddle raise. Uh, that will be part of it. Um, and we're, our, our goal is to raise just uh, on, on a paddle raise $150,000. That's amazing. I think I think I think you're going to get that and more, Roger. I, I can feel it. Well, my feel God, <laughs> if that's the case, <laughs> you're going to you're going to see me dancing downtown Manhattan Beach tonight. Put <laughs> <laughs> my mask on and back, and I'm vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, we need to activate everybody. Well, we're going to share your messaging again um, uh, today and, and really try to help get the word out um, for people. You know, everybody's kind of last minute uh, these days, it seems like, too. So we're going to continue yep. to spread the word for you today and um, try to reach as many people 
as we can uh, here, and and you never know where they're going to tune in from. Yes, yes, and and also Roger, I've been okay. <clears throat> well, just in Delicious general. Hello, hello. I, I've been seeing organizations uh, have events. Normally, it would be an event, uh, and it would be an evening event, and it would be three, four-hour event. But now you can have a two-day, a three, a, a weekend-long event. If it's virtual, you can have mm-hmm. longer events. And so there's lots of sort of flexibility in how you can uh, host these uh, these virtual events, and and they don't have to wrap up all in one day. So we wish you the best of luck. Today is Friday, April third, April twenty third, twenty twenty one, and an improbable year deserves an incomparable gala. <laughs> I like that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's Did you just make that up, Joe? That just came to you right now. Uh, No. No. I just went to richstonefamily.org slash gala, and it was right there. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Um, Roger, we have about four minutes left. What do you want to leave? what kind of thoughts do you want to leave with everybody? What's your vision for the next year? And, you know, um, if you want to just leave everybody with some good nuggets of thought, how to connect with you, but also um, what you want to accomplish tonight and in the next year, kind of round it up. Um, what kind of thoughts do you want to leave us with? You know what? I, I think uh, the, the big thought is there's, there's a gigantic need out there. And, and I think what I said earlier, the damage has already been done. So there's going to be a tough year ahead of us. We know that it's going to be tough. There's some people out there that are hurting uh, in so many different ways. And we will do the best we can to, to, to help, you know, get them um, back up on the streets and, and going. Uh, that's probably the most important thing we could do. Uh, but I, I, the other thought is that um, I, I, from Latrice and I, how, how happy we are with the support that we're getting from the community for our efforts as we go forward. I, I just can't be thankful enough for the incredible support that we're getting from, from everybody. And, and our job's not done. Uh, we've, we've got some challenges ahead, and, and we're, we've got an incredible team, of a board of directors, uh, a staff, um, and, and, and volunteers that are out there to support. So if anybody wants to get involved, get to our, uh, get to our website, uh, Communicate with us if you want to volunteer. Um, you want to come down and, and, and take a tour so we could kind of show you what we're doing. I think we're we're trying to get things opened up here. You know, hopefully, you know, by the end of June. Uh, but just just to get a feel for the kind of uh, opportunities that we're that we're working on and what we're doing, and uh, and pay attention to our website because we have a couple of pretty special videos that we'll be putting on the website. After tonight, one is going to be PAP. It's going to be pretty educational about what we've done and where we're going. Yeah, thank you. I yeah. just wanted to add um, another way that you can support, and you may have seen it if you've been on the website, is to go blue for Richstone on Fridays. And so every Friday, uh, we're just encouraging folks just to wear blue. Blue is the official color for 
uh, child abuse prevention. And uh, wear your blue, take a picture, and uh, tag Richstone on social media at Richstone Family, uh, or use the hashtag um, go, go blue, the number four stone. Um, and that definitely could just raise awareness um, because at the end of the day, that's really, you know, why we are doing the different things that we're doing, having this fundraiser this evening, trying to engage uh, corporate America and our local businesses to really um, help us to help the kids. I love it. I just printed out my pinwheel, too. I saw the pinwheel. I just printed one out. I'm going to make that pinwheel. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, Joe, we have one minute. Let's wrap it up. Well, um, I would say that uh, I am most proud of this this venue, this 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 tool, when it can have uh, the greatest impact. And at this point, uh, anyone within the sound of my voice, make sure that at least ten of your friends, ten of your neighbors, uh, share this with them. Send them an email. Share this. Make this uh, uh, reach all of their goals make this uh, uh, really impactful for the Richstone Family Center. And uh, thank you very much, Roger Van Remen and Latrice McLaughlin. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for the time. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh, thank good luck you. tonight and have a great weekend. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye.